Morning Truth. This morning, I want to talk to you briefly about the jewel of a woman and the treasure in unity. Women have not always been treated like the jewel God ordained them to be. Women often have to fight for recognition, respect, and rights. Women fight the fights that out of a love for God, there should be no opponent. Women are often looked at as subservient in comparison to men. When God created woman, he created her as a needed asset to help man fulfill his God-ordained mandate and purpose. Satan, from his tenure in the Garden of Eden, set out to divide and deceive for the sole purpose of him being able to conquer our mindsets and confuse the plans of God. For Adam, God created a helpmeet. And although the only other time God ever infers to giving a living being a helper is when he refers to the Holy Spirit, but somehow the word helper has been redefined and associated with a class of lesser than the very one God deemed needed help. Yes, men can survive without the help of a woman, just as a woman can survive without the help of a man. But neither can fulfill the mandate of God without recognizing the power of unity as the treasure that it is. Because only in unity can we be fruitful. Only in unity can we multiply. Now, if the word fruitfulness and the reference to multiplying only allows your mind to fixate on reproduction through the act of sexual activity, you have missed the true mandate of God. Everything we do is should be done for the glory of God and the building of his kingdom. Men and women have to think beyond just producing offspring. As beautiful as children are, God needs more than physical bodies for his kingdom to grow and magnify. He needs those who can engage the lost, who can stand as teachers and nurturers and advocates for godly righteousness. This is the broader scope of fruitfulness and the only means by which the kingdom of God will multiply. However, in order for this to be effectively accomplished, it will require men and women to work together Acknowledging in everything that the very things that make them different have to come together like pieces to a puzzle to ultimately bless the very essence of their purpose while also giving God glory. It's amazing that the very principle God created for our physical attributes mirror the same consistent principle in every other aspect of our existence as well. Men and women for over 2,000 years have been pegged against each other, divided with one deemed less than. To further support Satan's agenda, the very word of God has been taken out of content. Two scriptures in particular come to mind. Ephesians 5 and 22 and 1 Timothy 2 and 12. In Ephesians, the scripture tells women to submit to their husbands And in 1 Timothy, Paul makes the announcement that he would not permit women to teach 
or assume authority over man. But don't you find it peculiar that God would deem the need to create woman as a helper for man, then limit her ability to actually help him fulfill his ordained mission? A bit inconsistent, wouldn't you say? Well, if you are one who believes that the word of God is true, then you have to also agree that any inconsistencies outlined in principles and doctrine are likely due to misinterpretation, as every inconsistent truth is a lie. The Bible calls for us to study to show thyself approved. Ephesians 5.22, which calls for women and wives to submit to their husbands, is preceded by verse 21, which mandates that we submit one to another in the fear of God. The arrogance of any man to think God's intention is for him to be a dictator over what God himself created and gave him as a gift out of his love for him is almost blasphemous. A mindset which can phantom such a thought is spearheaded by demonic influences and is rooted in a spirit of rivalry and conceit. In Philippians 2 and 3, it addresses such things as it reads, Do nothing from rivalry or conceit, but in humility, count others more significant than yourselves. The mindset of men and women should be one that men constantly think of women as greater than themselves and women constantly think of men as greater than themselves. In Ephesians 4 and 2, the scripture tells us with all humility and gentleness, with patience, bearing with one another, in love. Notice God tells women to submit to their husbands after telling us to submit one to another. When we are submitting one to another, sharing, expressing thoughts and opinions, if a husband and wife cannot come to an agreement, what God is saying is, women, submit to your husband's decision. Also notice the close of the passage says, as unto the Lord. See, women, because if you waited and, and married the man that God deemed as your husband, then you wouldn't struggle with the word or the act of submission. Nor would you have to worry about being submitted to a man that would take advantage of the word of God to manipulate and rule over you. If you waited and married the man God deemed as your husband, it, you would willingly submit as unto the Lord. And women, think about it. Submission is not a bad deal at all. When you think about the fact that God holds men accountable 100% for what he only has 50% of control over. Hmm. 
There are churches and denominations that also uphold a system of hierarchy concerning men and women. And in all honesty, maybe this is why the church is failing our societies and communities. Because we can't build the kingdom of God on principles rooted in dividing people. Paul professed in 1 Timothy 2 and 12 that he would not permit a woman to teach or assume authority over a man, that she must be quiet. What's so wonderful about Paul, he himself wanted us to know that this was his preference. Notice he didn't say the Lord told him or that he received a prophecy of any kind. He said, I do not permit. And if you study Paul and know his position, At the time that he spoke these words, you will understand that Paul was in the process of putting the infrastructure for church in place. The words he spoke during the laying of the foundation of the church and his goals during this stage was to deal with the heads of the households, the men, the one God was going to hold accountable. The one God is holding accountable. Preceding that passage, Paul is talking about church etiquette for men and women, clearly putting standards in place to minimize all possible distractions of men. But more importantly, he needed not to hear from the women during this season, but from the men. He needed to know that the men were able to teach, that they were able to lead that they were able to think rationally. Again, the leaders, the heads of the household is who Paul was making sure was in place to lay the foundation of the church. In 1 Corinthians 14, clarity is given as Paul reprimands the men for their lack of clarity in the delivery of the word of God. Again, Paul was laying the infrastructure for the church with the goal of shaping and molding the men, not with the intent of women never speaking or teaching in church. Look at all the women throughout the Bible that God put in place to lead, to teach, to consult, to judge men and women. And if you really get into the word of God and begin to study the teachings in the life of Paul, you will come to learn that as the church progressed and moved beyond the foundational stage, Paul himself began to elevate women in ministry. In the Bible, Deborah was a judge and a prophet who made rulings over men and women. One of Deborah's judgments was to instruct Barak to summon 10,000 men to attack Jaban's army. Deborah's prophecy was fulfilled. Barak won. Caesarea was killed by a woman and the Israelites were freed from their enemies all through the ability of a man and a woman being able to work together without a stigma of hierarchy, but focused on the mission mandated by God. God gave 
man, woman as a gift, a jewel to be adored, respected, and consulted. Not to be managed, manipulated, mistreated, or mulled. And we as a people will never walk in the victories like Deborah and Barack. We will never win the wars that Satan has strategically pinned against the children of God until we are able to maintain a mutual respect and able to exalt godly equality. Remember, when you start your day with truth, blessings throughout the remainder of the day is inevitable. Father, let me be a living example of Christ. Let my life be a pleasing sacrifice to you.
Say a prayer every night. Whatever I do, I'll get it right with no regret, no guilt, no shame. This time, no, not this time. Once I surrender, I won't dare look back. Cause if I do, I'll get off track. Move ahead in faith and patiently await your answer. What will it be? Sight beyond what I see. You know what's best for me. Prepare my mind, prepare my heart for whatever comes. I'm gonna be ready. Strength to pass Oh, bro.